Welcome to Moments with Lori and Leanne on the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Lori Wildenberg is a national speaker, a licensed parent family educator of over 25 years, an award-winning author of six Christian parenting books. And once a month, Lori will be joining me to discuss complex topics such as parenting, discipline, and family relationships to hopefully help families build connections that will last a lifetime. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Welcome back, Raising Christian Kids. We're so happy you're here. And it's that time again with Moments with Lori and Leanne. And I'm so excited to have Lori join us once a month to discuss some hard topics or questions that maybe you've sent in. Please keep sending them. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to the show, Lori. Hey, Leanne. I love being with you and talking about things that are important to moms and dads. Yes, me too. I enjoy our times together, and I hope our listeners do as well. So today, what are some confusing words and ideologies that kids face today? And how can we help them understand the difference between what is true and false? Oh, this is, this is the tough one, right? This is so hard because the culture really has trouble defining truth as like truth is fact, right? <laughs> What is a fact? Truth now we're talking. Now we're talking. Truth is feelings, and we, as our kids are growing up, we need to be able to define truth. Truth is objective fact. Feelings are subjective, and perhaps from a perspective, right? And we need to first start out by being able to define that sort of thing. And it's crazy that. We're now even having trouble defining genders, you know, man or woman. We are having even difficulty with this. And it's such a simple thing. God created man and woman, right? It's just one or the other. There's not an in-between. There's not a choice. That's God's choice. He made that choice, man or woman, how you're created. And our kids are growing up in what would be I mean, in chaos and confusion, really. And it doesn't, it's so simple. It's just the fact. It's biology. And our kids need to understand that it is binary, right? Not non-binary. Binary meaning man or woman. Only two sexes, not this whole continuum. Now, there are some guys that, you know, maybe are less athletic and and more sensitive. but that should be something we embrace rather than telling them, yeah, you probably are a girl. No, we need sensitive men. You know, I, I think of Mikhail Brichnikov, right? He's a ballerina or a ballet. He's a ballet guy. Yeah. You know, he's a dancer. And, you know, he's he's very masculine, but he's also very artistic. And his ballet is beautiful. You know, we, we need to be able to embrace the differences within each sense rather than pigeonholing them. I think we've turned into a very intolerant that 
this is what a guy looks like. This is what a gal looks like. And if you're, if you're sensitive, you must be a woman. Or if you're real logical, well, and powerful, well, you should be a guy, right? I mean, what, what's wrong with a logical, powerful woman? Nothing. That's a good thing. So we've, our cultures actually become intolerant of the differences within the two sexes. So that's something that our kids need to know. And one of those words is the word binary or, or non-binary. Our kids need to understand that binary man or woman. Based on our chromosomes also, we'd like to, you know, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's based on our chromosomes. You're either a man or a woman. You're, it's, this, it's how God created us. I agree. How about gender dysphoria? Gender dysphoria, that's when someone almost hates the body that they're in, that they would say it's beyond discomfort, that they feel like they're in the wrong body. And not everybody always feels comfortable in their own skin. That's something that we need to work through and it's okay. Some people feel uncomfortable because they're too thin or they're too heavy. All of these things can create a discomfort with our body. And to actually understand that that's sort of normal. And just because you have interests or, or a certain personality that might be more masculine or more feminine doesn't mean that you need to change your body. You need to be okay with that. It's okay that you are this way. But gender dysphoria is a, a psychological thing that needs really some working through. Perhaps it's, it's kind of a mental health issue. You know, it's a problem with your self-identification. Yes. And so when, you talk, when, you, when a child's looking at their image and they're a girl, but they see themselves as a boy, it's, it's a mind problem. It starts in the mind. It's really not a body problem. And so, you know, if you think about children or people who are anorexic, yes, they look at the mirror and they see a fat person when in reality, they're skin and bones. Yes, so, that's exactly and, right. That's a good example. Yeah, I think if you, if you have a child out there who is confused, I think, you know, you have to get help. I also think to start them young in understanding that you're, you're a little girl and you might want to play with boys' toys, or maybe you want to be out there and be rough like a boy, that's fine. That's what little girls do. Yeah, little kids. Little kids like to play like that, you know, and, you know, that's all right, you know, and they all have different interests. It's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, my son used to like to play with my daughter's little kitchen set. Yeah. And, you know, we, we encouraged all of that, but we also helped mm-hmm. them to understand the roles that a, a man and a woman play also by modeling what daddy did and what mommy did. It's just so sad out there that these children are, are, are getting so confused because they're being fed mm-hmm. the confusion. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of being celebrated for who they are and their differences, what can a parent do when a child comes home and announces they want to be a boy? They don't want to be a girl anymore or the other way around. I think, you know, first of all, I think a lot of kids struggle with this pre-puberty. I think that that ha- can happen pre-puberty a lot. And I would say 
it would might feel alarming, but pre-puberty to just kind of take a breath and to and to ask a couple questions. Well, what do you mean by that? You know, what what is it that it interests you in what you know what you think that voice can do? Start asking a few questions so that you can minimize the myth that they might be thinking, well, I have to be in this category because I like trucks and I'm a girl. Okay. Just ask a few questions. And I think that's going to help. And to say, well, it sounds to me like, you know, you have a lot of really great and varied interests, you know, and to encourage thinking about interests and preferences versus changing your gender. That would be very important, but not to go, oh gosh. And, and it's, it would be hard to not in this day and age feel like, uh oh, I wonder if my child is thinking that they're the wrong sex just because of all the things that we're hearing. But to actually take a breath and just realize that just working some things out. But sadly, you know, in the culture, especially in like middle school, it's almost trendy to, Say that, you know, maybe you think that you're of the wrong sex or something. And that's too bad that we've got that going on. So if we can start early and start talking about, you know, really celebrating how God has made us, and even at birthdays and, you know, other celebrations where we can really continue to affirm our identity, our identity and, and how the Lord has created us. I also think it's really important to prepare our children to understand that there are two worldviews very early. And yes. our family worldview, based again on our mission statement or, you know, praying in God's word and understanding God's word, is that we believe that God created men and women. Now, cultures come in and they can dress differently. You have Scottish men wearing skirts. And so we can, you know, there's going to be cultural plays, but. For all intents and purposes, there's two worldviews, and we abide, as a family, we abide by God's worldview and not the anti-Christian, humanistic culture that believes that you can be what you want to be regardless of how God created you to be, and, to, and teach our children that God is ahead of the family, and we follow him, and teach them that early. So and prepare yeah. them and then tell them also there's going to be kids who are going to be confused because they've not been taught properly mm -hmm. God's directives. How can you explain to a child that being gay in God's word, he tells us it's sinful, yet we're called to love all people? Yeah. You know, I, I think that we want to always be careful not to call someone by their sin. So you know, maybe say same-sex attracted, start start working on the language. And an attraction isn't a sin, right? A temptation isn't a sin. A sin propensity isn't a sin. Everybody has it. And there isn't one that's bigger than another. Everybody's got some sort of sin propensity. I think first work on grace and humility in that, that we all have something to work on. And we're all created in God's image. And God has the best way for us to live. And he spells it out in how we are to live. And it is not God's best for us 
to be in a same-sex relationship, nor is it his best for us to watch pornography, nor is it his best for us to be promiscuous. That's not God's best for us. But to have the, the temptation or the desire is not the same as indulging. And so, and sin is something that we always want to turn from. Sexual sin, as you know, it shows in, you know, the Joseph ran from it, right? When he was presented with some sexual sin, he, he ran. You need to flee because it's so powerful. For us to be able to talk to our kids about, gosh, you know, this is what God has for us. This is God's best for us. And rather than either look at someone with great condemnation or also celebration, right? We don't want either one. We want to have both grace and truth. We don't want to condemn somebody for their sin. That's that's God's job. We don't need to worry about that, right? Our job is more to point them to the Lord. Yeah, and do that with love and kindness. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. And humility, like we all struggle with stuff. And probably most of us, maybe not everybody, but I'm going to say probably most people have struggled with some sort of sexual sin. And that's just how it is in our human, you know, in our humanness, we do to kind of make sure that we're sort of a little more equal at the foot of the cross. Yeah. And I'm glad you said the cross because Christ hung on the cross and he died for all our sins. And he said, whoever believes in me shall have salvation, not unless you're homosexual, unless you're an alcoholic, unless you're a liar, unless you're a gossiper. Sin has no bearing on salvation. And so we need to teach our children that this is how we're to live. Again, our worldview based upon God's word and to love others and just point them to Christ and to let God do the judging because We have discernment, teach our children the difference between discernment and judgment. I think it's so important. Well, thank you, Lori, again, for being on the show. I can't wait till we're together again. And please, listeners, send us your questions. These are some good questions we're receiving, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Leanne. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.